Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, welcome to. Man. Wow. Slap me, Tony. It's me, Todd Novak. Tony, slap me. Bassmaster. <laughs> Not so hard. Ow. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death that you were listening to our show tonight. <laughs> Yes, Tony. Yes. It's just me and you, as is the running standard these days. But we've met a lot of uh, interesting people that I think we hope to have back on the show. Yes. Um, and uh, speaking of being on the show, mm-hmm. we have somebody on the line right now. A uh, person, please describe your name. Hi, I'm Bill from Humanoid Pedals. Bill, do you have a middle name? I do. It's Edward. Bill Edward. So William Edward. <laughs> so we're going to call College. him. We'll call him College. Edward from the, this point forward. Mm, no. You could. <laughs> I, won't, I won't respond because I, I, I won't know that you're talking about. Who's me. this Edward? Is your formal name William? Yes. Okay. His given name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, they, when you were a baby, they pulled you out and he's like, he's all wet. <laughs> That's my that's William my Edward Talich. Come on, Tony. Keep up with me, baby. Oh, <laughs> now I get it. Oh boy, boy, it's gonna you, be a rough one, ladies and you, gentlemen. You've got the, the, your humor quotient is it's off high the right charts. now. Yes. Off the charts. It's ridiculous. All right. Oh, so, uh, anyways, uh, he mentioned he's of humanoid pedals. So, uh, if you don't know what humanoid pedals are, Bill, where can people go and find out more about this? The yeah, the main you know website where I do business is humanoidpedals.com. Okay, and um, you have in some Instagramming going on. Yeah, mainly yeah, mainly Instagram. I've been uh, you know dipping my toes in some of the other social media platforms. I uh, Facebook, uh, you know, threads. There's the, there's that oh, now. There's, the threads, yes. yeah. There's the threads. The threads that everybody used once. Yeah, I I don't really you know see too much point in it. I don't really do too much Twitter. Yeah. Um, X. It's but, not Twitter anymore. It's oh, X. Yeah. You X. know what's really interesting about the threads thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you joined under Instagram and it and it has a number, you're like, it seems as though what I've got seventy nine million four hundred seventy four thousand and fourteen four hundred fourteen followers on Threads. No, that's the number person you were. When you signed up, uh, why is yeah. that relevant? I don't know. I guess I'm that's like your number. Billion. I guess it just says like a hundred billion plus or whatever for me. Wow, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing or- stuff. Aren't we all glad we have threads? Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's just get off of this. So, uh, humanoid pedals. We're gonna find out all about uh, with the story mm-hmm. behind humanoid pedals. Um, you sent us. This lovely little uh, tone—it's called a tone distorter. I oh, think yeah. that's actually that pretty one. pretty accurate. Which is, it's not really a distortion pedal. It's it's sort of like a almost like a hybrid fuzz kind of thing. We'll yeah. get into it. Don't 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 spill the beans, Bill. No. Okay. Did you did you play it though? Of course. Okay. That's that's <laughs> why we said send us. Send us a pedal <laughs> so we can understand what you're doing. Uh, this is the Goblin. So yes, if you are sitting around in the backseat of an Uber or something, uh, do a little, uh, go listen to some Goblin sounds and uh, 
then you'll understand what we're talking about. Now, you've got a couple other pedals under your belt, and we're going to talk about those too. So, yes. All in good time, Bill. In the meantime, uh, I did have an announcement really quick. Um, okay. Uh, for those of you who enjoyed the Henry Cash episode. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed that one, by the way. Good, good. Um, well, we're going to have Parsons Guitars <gasps> on the show. Oh, yes. the bat. I'm very, very excited. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Very excited. Uh, and, um, we also, I, I also wanted to throw this out. So I ran across, um, a fella, a, f- a person, a fella the other day, uh, on that's, YouTube. That's a Jaredism. Yeah. I, 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 I found a very, a very well, fine, good gentleman on the, <laughs> on the show. Anyways. Yeah. I was just kind of browsing around. I was looking up something in particular, which I can't remember exactly. And I stumbled upon a YouTube channel that I think a lot of you actually might like out there. Um, it's called now don't let the title throw you. He dips into all kinds of different kinds of music. Um, but it's, it's called the punk rock MBA, like M as in mm. Mary B a. So like a degree you would get. Mm-hmm. Master uh, of what? Business administration. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. I knew that. I was testing you. Tony, you're very good. Okay. His deal is uh, he goes deep into stories behind bands, stories behind genres, stories behind, mm-hmm. like, what's what happened with these guys? What's going on with this? And um, he does it in a very articulate way, uh, very knowledgeable, and very engaging. I... I would highly recommend giving that a listen. That is Punk Rock MBA. It's on YouTube. And I've I've watched a whole bunch of episodes. They did a whole, like, here's the whole story of the Misfits. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let me check that out. Um, But but again, not just about Punk Rock. Actually, one of the later things he talked about was, you know, what's up with crap music right now? Mm. I mean, I don't think that was a title, but that was basically like, why Why does this seem like music sucks right now? Mm-hmm. And obviously he immediately said, look, I don't want to come off as the old guy, hey, music sucks, you know, it's, but he's like, but legitimately it kind of does. Let's talk about why. It's very interesting because it's not just, it's not just all subjective. I mean, he gets into some like, you know, what are the actual reasons that people may feel like that right now? Mm-hmm. So, well done, Punk Rock MBA, if you're <laughs> listening out there. Um, and I'm, I'm actually going to send him a little note. I think it'd actually be maybe interesting to see Why if I get Why don't you send him a note and say, welcome to the world of podcasting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's got it under wraps. <laughs> uh, if you need any, yeah. if you have any questions. Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> Todd will handle all of your sure. technical needs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, um, those are my announcements. Yes. Um, why don't we mosey on over to the wide, wide world of what's going on? In what's your going music on in our music world, world, this, world week. this week? That's my line, Tony. It's my line. <laughs> All right. It's my line now. It's my hold it now. It's my rhyme. Okay, Tanya. Yes. Yes. The neatly quaffed. Yes. The the beef smelling ish. <laughs> Cologne, who are you? Ode beef tonight. It's my McD. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Special thing. Ode McDonald's. All right. Yes. What's going on in your music world this week? Well, you know, Todd, I like to peruse the the news and the 
uh, uh, just new stuff that's coming out in the in the guitar world. And I ran across this. This is this is to me. It's exciting. This just happened. They released this uh, a couple of days ago, and it's about time. Mm-hmm. So Guild has released um, a Kim Thale. Oh wow! Um, they call it a Polara. It's an S one hundred Polara. Yeah, and it's his signature model. Yeah. Now you know Kim was with Soundgarden. And that was really the guitar that he played. And it's kind of an oddball choice for, you know, most big rockers. The S100 was basically Guild's answer to uh, to the Gibson SG. Mm-hmm. It's similar. The offsets are a little bit different. But essentially, it's the same type of thing. And yeah. I, I've owned a number of, of original ones of these over the he years. He plays super light strings, too. Yeah. Like crazy light. Yeah. But, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and there's there's a lot of players out there that have switched over. I I don't get it. I can't play light strings. Yeah. But so anyhow. Does, so does Angus Young. Yeah. Yeah. So really Billy nice. Gibbons uses eight and a halves. Yeah. You know, come on. Mm. Weird stuff. Mm. Yeah. But um but anyhow, I was excited to see this and I you know, I, I don't know. I don't have any in my collection anymore. But um I mean I even had one of the acorn the carved top S100s. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It was a, it was a cool little guitar. Um, uh, but, um, these are pretty cool. Now they've, <laughs> the import model is probably what most people will buy. That's, that's listing out at eight ninety nine, which is, that's not a bad deal. I don't think that's a bad deal at all. Given the fact that most of these, you know, you can't touch a, a vintage one anymore for, Probably under three thousand dollars, two or three thousand dollars. So, so what was the big difference? Because if you're looking at it, he's like, looks like a duck, smells like a duck. It must be a SG. Well, I mean, the the body shape was slightly different. The pickups were different. He used Guild pickups. Um, Trapeze tailpiece, wasn't it? No, it was not a trapeze tail. It was a stop tail. Okay. Uh, but different than what Gibson would have it's used. It's like slanted. Yeah, it's a slanted that's, bar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Slanted bar. And interestingly, in through the 1970s, they came standard with Grover tuners. And there's one thing on, on the original ones that some people say is, oh, somebody must have added that switch. The original series, I'm talking the 1970s series and, and up, um, had a... Uh, a coil was it a coil tap or a face I think it was a face switch and so there's a little mini switch on the face of the guitar that everyone seems to think oh that was added later Um, but it's not the case now here's where I I just had a chuckle a little bit because so they're they're going to have this import model for uh, 900 bucks they're also going to do a limited run of 30 of a USA master built model and what would you say a, a guitar like that would cost? Mm, at least $500. You would be right. <laughs> yes. Bill, do you have a guess? Oh, yeah, probably four grand. Well, you'd be both be wrong because mm. this one is listing at $69.99. <laughs> wow. Now, mm. I mean, I get it. It's a limited run. It's a master built. It's you know it's did got he, all did the. Did he sign them? Yeah, I, those I believe he actually signs. So he better sign it for that kind of money. 
But here's the thing. I mean, you could get a couple of, maybe three, maybe four vintage models for that kind of dough. Wow. And so, I mean, I guess it's cool, and like the the ultimate collectors are going to go after that one. But um, you know, that's outside of the that, the realm that, that's, of yeah. That's that's costly. Yeah, I was um, a very very um, big Soundgarden fan mm-hmm. early on, um, and Kim Thale was. One of the main people that I was listening to at that time. That's yeah. where I got kind of like a lot of my like open droney like strings. Well, well, yeah, and and oddly enough, the other guy that I found that did that was you know Brian Setzer, Billy Duffy. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, Billy. So who? I, I was I was you know I, I liked that sound and, yeah. and and I really loved their early albums and had oh yeah the pleasure. Of Meeting him and seeing him. And stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was. Did you get your hat signed? I did get my hat signed. <laughs> like, I actually got my hat signed. I didn't, like, get it on accident. <laughs> and I knew who was signing it. Yeah. And, and actually, it was really, it, it, it bummed me out because um, the hat that I had was, uh, I had sewn a patch uh, from one of their earliest releases mm. onto my hat. And this was during, this was during the Bad Motor Finger yeah. Al- album. Yeah. And Adam, the bass player, wouldn't sign it. And I was like, what? And he's like, I didn't play on that album. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but they did sign my CD and everything, so that was cool. Oh, that's very cool. Anyhow. Good for you. Well, that was my uh, yeah. music world this week. Neato. Fantastic. Um, Bill. Yes. What's going on in your music world this week besides building pedals? Uh, oh, uh, well, I got a new... Um, pickup for my Stratocaster. I changed the, the pick guard out. Nice. Um, yeah, and Ohio Love, I play bootstrap single coils. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um and but I did get a Seymour Duncan uh, JB Trembucker because I never had one. And it was time. So I did it. How how <laughs> do you like the 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 Trembucker? And now, now when you're uh the trembucker, you mean you're using a full size? Uh, yeah, the full size. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you have an HSS for the bridge. Yeah, yeah, I, I play the HSS, but I do have, you know, like three other pick guards that I'll, you know, sw- that are fully loaded that I stock, you know, swap out occasionally. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm, you know, I'm I'm a tinkerer. You know, I started out building, uh, it, well, you know, swapping pickups and stuff out on my Area Pro Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, way back. And, yeah. um, yeah. And so I, I, I've played a bunch of different humbuckers and I wanted to, uh, you know, to compare it to the classic. And, uh, I actually had the bootstrap sweet Serranos, um, which are the humbuckers that they only release. Like, what did they do? They only make them like a couple times a year. And those were very nice. They were like a PAF and mm-hmm. I just wanted to compare it to, you know, what's, what's kind of the standard. Right. And it sounds great. I, you know, I swap my pedal board around all the time and I swap the pickups around all the time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I'll stick with it for a little while. Yeah. I'll keep it. I think I'll keep it. Well, you know, interestingly, so the Trembucker was really designed for, um, for strats primarily. Yeah. Um, and I actually have used Trembuckers in Gibson's in the bridge position. Um, 
especially on older ones that maybe the the string spacings a, a slightly wider um and it lined up better and actually sounded better uh in in a couple of guitars that i put them in it fits it's not too long no no interesting no i mean they're they're i mean in a like a like a les paul or something like that it uses the same ring uh but if you're putting right. it in a into a you know a, a pick guard mount uh it's a different size it's you it's know, a, it's about it's an actually, eighth of an inch it's a different pickup if you look at it it's hotter and it has um yeah it has more output it's like whatever 16.4 mm-hmm. instead of 15 point whatever six or whatever and which set um, is which set is this that you're using this is just the the jb so it's the oh it's a jb okay yeah it's the jb so it's not the sh4 it's like the tb yeah or whatever yeah um, tb4 yeah it's that now that and i think what you what you get even though it reads really high it mm-hmm. um because it's using uh uh elnico 5 magnets instead mm-hmm. of ceramics you do, it it really mellows the sound but i use a jb uh in a lot of guitars for the bridge position, and mm-hmm. I like a, either a '59 or a uh, their you know jazz pickup for the neck position. Like if it's in the Les Paul or something like that. And yeah. I, I think have, doing what you're doing, I mean, having a, a hot uh, bridge position in com- combination with the two single coils is a, is a really good option. Yeah, it kind of uh, makes it a little bit darker when you have the hotter. Uh, mm-hmm you know, output and especially, you know, my single coils, I made sure that I got the overwounds, mm-hmm. right? These are the Elnico fives and yep. there's the oatmeal stouts. And I think these are actually the imp stouts that are in this pickguard. So they're even hotter. Okay. And you know, they make it sound a little bit darker and it yep. sounds phenomenal. Cause I play on a maple fretboard. Okay. Um, and I have a 1967 Fender Princeton. Um, so the amp, you know, can be pretty, Right. It's got natural presence. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, just having that uh, extra warmth. Plus, I play, I mean, I play also, I've got all the different pedals I'm testing and they're high gain. And then, the, you know, I um, I play on a bunch of stuff that's low gain. And it, I, I mean, it just, it sounds great. There's no, I put, I put anything into that amp and it just sounds phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's a good yeah. choice. I mean, that's a good platform. It's, a, it's hot for some people. Uh, but what you say is true. I mean, if you take single coil pickups and wind them above and beyond, they do start to darken up. And very that, hot. Very yeah. hot. And that's you know, if you have a bright guitar to start with, having darker pickups is a, is a good combination. Yeah, it's not like it was overly bright, but I mean, it does. You know, I, I am playing on a bright amp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's no mid. There's no mid control, um, which is fine because there's I, a pedal for I mean, that. yeah there's a pedal for that and uh i do have um a new pedal coming out soon which kind of um you know does a lot of bit of uh, you know mid tweaking it's it's like a um well i'll i'll just tell you it's called um, wait a minute Okay. Never mind. Save that. (laughs) We're just at the very beginning. Oh, my goodness. You have broken a cardinal rule of talking about something during on your music world this week. You signed a waiver. Uh, That's right. All right. Yeah. 
I skipped. Uh, <laughs> oops. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you get right. you get one of those. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now let me ask you this, Todd. Yes, sir. What's going on in your musical world this week? Mm. My musical world started off really awesome because I got to go to the Smashing Pumpkins show down in uh, Cincinnati at Riverbend. Smashing pumpkins. I love doing that. Uh, nice. <laughs> you say that every single time. I know. I, do. Um, I can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. This was, uh, uh, I've seen many of the shows and I've, I did a post on Instagram about it. But honestly, they, you know, they're known as somewhat of a concept band. You know, kind of each album tends to be of its own. Mm-hmm. And so when you go see a show, songs that you like are kind of, you know, sometimes put into a an experience. Yeah, every every mm. tour they do like its own experience. Right. And this one was like a, they were a rock band. They came out and mm. just tore into it right away. It was awesome. Nice. Just nice. it's like four guitars up there and and Jimmy Chamberlain. That was it. Oh, three guitars and a bass. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, he's a a big part of the sound, (laughs) that Jack Bates. Yeah, I thought he might have switched over to acoustic or something. Uh, (laughs) And it was was just great. There's just some some LED lights, and I don't mean some LED lights. Their light show was bananas. It was fantastic. Nice. And uh, it was a great, great experience. And I got to go with uh, two of my friends who I mentioned on here, uh, Chase Gullett. Ah, finally got him out of the shop. Yeah, and I saw he closed yesterday. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm going. He should be closed today. <laughs> he's, yeah. Um, and then Mark Jacenzo, which uh, he was a he, we've referenced him. He's one of the uh, one of my friends that helped us out early on getting yeah the the equipment on the show the way we the way we wanted it to. And then pff, Road came along and took our idea. Whatever. Road. <laughs> uh, anyhow did you get to hang out backstage or anything yeah we or? got to see him afterwards the yeah. seats were killer we got to see him afterwards went yep. out there for a little bit and uh headed back it was it was really great nice uh my ears are actually wow. still ringing a little bit because it was just just i i think i, ex- I explained it as it's a um that was a uh rock and roll sandwich with extra fist Ooh. yes very good. Are you yeah. allowed to say that on a podcast? It's, well, the, you know, like a fist in the middle of a sand of two pieces of bread, like ah, coming at you. Ah. Anyway, that's, um, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Dang, burn it, and I yeah. got it. Um, let's see here. Yes, we have. You know, speaking of the Smashing Pumpkins, and speaking of uh, Jack Bates and, and uh, Jeff Schroeder, who has been on many, many times, you well. almost couldn't remember his name. Could I, you? I was. I'm just. He's so going to be the first velvet jacket wearing. I guest. know. We keep promising this to him, but he never. We we got to produce it. Anyway, well, we'll produce it. You need tour gear designs patch cables on your pedal board. Why? <laughs> because that's a great segue out of that. <laughs> Uh, b- because because uh, if you say you are gonna get, check out one of these awesome humanoid pedals, you know, yeah. like, you know, I need one of these pedals. Well, this is a he's got he's got side jacks on the Goblin. Yeah. Well, what happens if that goes to my top mount? Uh, any other thing? Get yourself an S cable. Get an S cable. That's right. And if you mm-hmm. got two that are going top mount to top mount, you get a C cable. C starting at three inches and going all the way to twenty four. You know, Todd. Yes. When I was testing this out, 
I used Tour Gear Design patch cables. You did. I did. As did I. <gasps> that makes two of us. That makes two of us. Bill, are you familiar with Tour Gear Designs? I'm not. Well, I'm, we're going to... Now I feel bad. We are going to give you an incentive <laughs> okay. to discover Tour Gear. We love them here. Yeah. And everybody that tries them loves them. Hey, They're, speaking of trying them... I'd like to. Uh, Johnny Morales from Oakland Guitars yes. just uh, became a Tour Gear dealer. Oh, how cool. So if you're in the Oakland area and you're like, what are these tour gear patch cables that everybody keeps talking about? Go to his shop and get them. Well, let me tell you a little bit about them. They're flat. They're flat. They come in two different shapes, the S shape and the C shape. They tell me that they cannot produce my requested W shape. So I guess, you know, we'll just have to live with that. But the real cool part of this is you probably used pancake cables, patch cables before, right? With the big old head that... Is in mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. The head on these, it's a right angle plug, and the head itself is about the same size as the jack. Yeah. It's, so it's pretty remarkable. You can literally jam a couple of, maybe two, maybe three extra pedals on your board if you use these cables. You absolutely could. And they're extremely affordable. They are. Oh, my goodness. Go over to tourgetdesigns.com and get yourself some awesome patch cables, and don't forget the coupon code. That's right. The guitar knobs all lowercase all one word you're going to save an extra 10 percent off an already very affordable product indeed and you get them fast yes so fast so fast you so might fast. you blink and then they're they're there yeah i'm looking at them online right now there you go they, these look very nice no That's they're they're stuff. very good and they come in so many different sizes and shape you just load up your cart put in the coupon code at the end You'll be happy that you did. And if you do go to Oakland Guitars, tell them Guitar Knob sent you, okay? All right, everybody. Thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Tanya. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Yeah. All right. Bill from Humanoid Pedals, uh, who's thoroughly enjoying all the... The yes. escapades tonight what is your four in the floor mm, yeah these are i had to think a little bit about this earlier for sure i think that um one of these which i just actually obtained right has to be has to be number one and that's the um the 74 script uh mxr phase 90 ah yes yeah so i've got uh that one and it's lovely and this, I, is, this yeah. is the reissue or the uh, this is the reissue the, seven, the 74 uh reissue yeah the vintage script yes. there's no led and no um power cable oh you know it's out though well that was built yeah. originally before leds existed they didn't yeah. need them they're like hey what does this pedal do <laughs> yeah you, you pressed it and it was it was doing the thing or it wasn't yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you knew it was on because you heard it, or you didn't. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, the you know, the, yeah, the Phase Forty Five did eh, enough, but the Phase Ninety, I think, is the one to, that that I think most people would agree is the 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 better of the two. I think yeah, they even had a Phase One Eighty for uh, for. I mean, it was a big pedal, if I remember right. That's the big, yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. The, yeah, it, they all sound different. Mm-hmm. So it's the Phase 90. If you go on like any whatever Sweetwater right now, you'll see there's three of them that are the Phase 90. But they all sound different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So even the script one with the LED sounds different than the the non LED, right? So yeah, it's it's true to spec hand wired. Uh it sounds great. Yeah, you gotta put it before any dirt. Mm-hmm. Which I have no problem with because I put everything in the front of my amp. Um I don't have an effects wipe. <laughs> Well, I do. I actually have a um, a Gibson Gold Chorus, which was like a '90s. It's a twin, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the '90s version of like the Roland, you know, oh. trying to be like a super chorus, right? Uh-huh. Or yeah, and it sounds great, you know, but it's uh, solid state. So I, pl- you know, I I switch back and forth on them, but it, yeah, I mean, all of those. You know, the first one I just put, I put everything in the front of the amp. You got to put the phase 90, you know, basically first, all, almost first. In first chain. in chain. Before, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, before maybe. dirt. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So I guess, let me see number two. Number now, two. This, yeah. This was tough. I, I like the rat very, you know, cliche. It's great. I've, I've only had, you know, the new one, the rat two. Um, but I don't know. I might have to say the. Um, and this could be controversial, but not necessarily. The the boss, um, the S, uh, the the DS two, right? Oh, okay. So not the DS one distortion, but right. the the turbo, right? Right. So it's got two modes, and it's been yeah, it's great. It's great. You can crank it. You can. There's actually a remote. You can switch modes with a remote if you. I don't have it, a remote. Oh, like yeah. a remote switch. A remote switch. I was literally yeah, thinking like, like a TV. A, yeah, like a TV, <laughs> a TV remote. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with me, man? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> so it's very cool. I, but I will say if that was a tough choice because I, we, I used to do a lot of modding. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, the DS one, the SD one, all of the, you know, they're all great um, to mod. You can make them sound great, but I'm, I had to go with what can you just buy? Okay. Right. And just plug and play. And it's a difference. They always, there's a lot of detail write up about this in gear forums and all over, but there's two modes. And the first mode is supposed to be like, you know, the original distortion the first you know from like 78 but it's not it's a different circuit (laughs) so it sounds different it's not exactly the same right and then now you're talking is it post or pre-1994 you know when they changed the chips and all the you know so but yeah so the the ds2 okay i gotta go with yeah and then number three um yeah so for an overdrive i think i again i was gonna say the super overdrive but i think that i might have to go with the nobles odr1 oh okay Mm. yeah with the base cut i do like the base cut switch in the new ones but uh but yeah that's a very good overdrive so we got what i say phaser distortion overdrive now is that Um, is that um one of the original i think the earlier ones those are quite expensive, are they not? They're pretty expensive. Yeah, they did not have the base cut. That's that's relatively new. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting because they got the um, the spectrum knob, which is you know like a tone knob, right? But it actually boosts or cuts the low and the high 
at the same time. So it kind of like retains the mids. So that's what it's very interesting because when you when you, you know, crank that all the way up, it's going to boost the bass and the treble and like kind of keep the mids where they were ish. So, you know, Mm. however, you know, however it does with its bandpass or uh, whatever filtering. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's a very cool pedal. I love that pedal. Um, Is that something you would keep on uh, as like an always on or is that something that you just need a little bit of grit? Well, you could if you put it down low, you could get that little, you know, edge, little touch of breakup there. You know, if you put it down low, it's not going to clean up completely on its own. You'd have to do some volume knob, you know, trickery. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that that could be an always on. You can you can crank it up to, you know, almost medium gain um, at the top end. And it sounds I think it sounds great. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you it's it could be an always on. But I'm a big uh, you know, pedal stacker kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I like to, I like to stack overdrives. I like to stack distortions. So I'll keep, you know, on my, I, right now I got on my pedal board is like a straight, you know, I'm not using like a multi row, you know, pedal board. I've got it where it's set up. It's a straight, I'm trying to kind of keep only maybe like five, six, seven pedals max. Um, on this, but yeah, I think if, you know, I try to keep them in different, you know, gain sets so that I can stack them. Right? There you go. Um, but yeah, and then I think the other one right there well, is going to have to just, be just really yeah. quick. Just really quick, I, I did a look sure. up uh, the the difference. The ODR one that you're just talking about is about 120 bucks, brand new. Right. And the and you can get them on Reverb for a little bit cheaper. But the no, the thing I was thinking about the o, uh, the ODR S, which is the mm. Overdrive Special. That one mm. is 575 on Reverb. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Save yeah. money, kiddies. You you could. I don't. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the differences. I'm. Sh- I don't know if there's a a different ship or something on the inside, but yeah. Mm. And then I the, don't know the, the original the the silver over, uh, <laughs> the silver <laughs> overdrive. So this is the Nobles silver one. Um, yeah. Is the the I guess the old ODR one is twelve hundred dollars. So oh god. Yes. I wonder what year well, it's a 2003. Um, that's from 03? Yeah. So now I'm not saying all of them are like this, but this one is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways. Okay. So uh, give us your last one there. Yeah. I And, you know, I'm going to have to say just because I've I've built it, you know, on my own, I built like a clone of this, but the the Catalan bred Montevillian. It's an analog delay. Hmm. It's very nice. It has a tone knob that you can adjust the repeats. You can control the tone on the repeats. Okay. So, yeah, it's a very interesting circuit. But yeah, it's a the P two, uh, you know, three nine nine delay echo right delay chip um, based based uh, based delay. Right. And uh, sounds very nice. Lots of you know, kind of like a carbon copy. But you can, you know, with no modulation, but you can adjust the tone mm. of the of the repeat. So it's it's very it's a very cool. I uh, like pedal. that you can color the the pedal. <laughs> We're looking yeah. at it right yeah. now. It's it's black and white, so <laughs> Tony thinks you can, you can color but it. But no, it looks like a coloring book, and you it can kind of does. Does. It's like they, an it owl. Was, 
it was discontinued for a little while. And so I got, you know, I built the, the clone of it, you know, just to have, and, um, and they make them again. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah. it says that it's a, a low res delay. Can you, uh, offer any commentary on that? Well, the, okay. So the chip is kind of antiquated now, you know, for, for delay use, which is fine. Cause it's, it's sounds great for what it is and it's not, you know, going to be a super clear, like a, like a, like an, a digital, you know, like a DD three, right. It's not going to sound exact with its sampling, but it does sample, you know, there's a digital, there's an audio to, you know, analog to digital conversion that, that does go on in the chip in the way that it samples mm. just the, all it is is just the sample. Right. And then it feeds it back through the, so the, um, it, it the further that you push the delay sound, it's going to start to get kind of, you know, a little yeah. maybe low res, and yeah. it might get a little fizzy. Or so I don't put mine all the way at the top. I put you know, I think the repeats on that are I'm not sure. They might go up to like six hundred milliseconds, but I don't I don't play it uh, with that far up just because it's for my purposes. I don't I don't put it that far up yeah i don't know often. a whole lot of people that max out those things no nah, because they, know, they, so they like, even so digital like, ones start to sound weird now is that is that yeah. a bucket brigade chip that's in there or is it something other than that no no that's more the way yeah the way that that's um put together is it's actually kind of low low parts count honestly hmm um, yeah, it was, it was interesting that it, it was kind of streamlined, uh, in how it's put together, but I had the, the Waza, um, de- delay, the analog delay. Okay. Um, and that one sounded great, but you, you know, it's, uh, you'd have to put it on the Waza mode, right? Mm. The custom mode, okay. um, to get it to really clear up, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. I like that it was a low part count because I could get frustrated <laughs> frustrated <laughs> if if it's you know if I build it all out with a ton of components and then it doesn't you know do right. <laughs> yeah, then you're like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, I've spent so much time, uh, um, you know, debugging all sorts of, especially starting out. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> right. Huh. So. Uh, yeah. Now, if if some of you are interested in this pedal, um, they do have it released also as a uh, Chicago Music Exchange exclusive, um, and it's a hundred bucks, and it's full color. Yeah, but you can't color it. No, that's true. <laughs> but it is kind of neat. Hundred like, bucks is a good deal. Hundred bucks is that. a good deal. Yeah, I'd say so. I think normally it's uh, like one thirty-five or something. I get the emails, you know, with with some sales stuff from them and they've got, you know, sometimes there's B stock and there's, yeah, they're kind of, the price um, is kind of all over the place here. Actually, yeah. It's, it's like a hundred and dollars, $180 for the exact, for the, like yeah, the for exact the one. Time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and I built, and I built it for like 10. Yeah. Go have fun on reverb, everybody. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Well, thank you for sharing your four on the floor, uh, the much beloved segment, mm-hmm. um, as I understand ooh, from ooh. at least a few listeners. Yes. Uh, but we have you on the show to learn more about humanoid petals. Um, and I think if you will allow us, we've got the goblin in front of us. Why don't we just get right into the goblin and then you can, we'll, we'll start to peel back the onion and, and find out how humanoid came, uh, to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Sure. So this is a tone distorter. And when I first saw that, I thought, no, that's just, I guess like a interesting name for, you know, to not call it either an overdrive or a fuzz or whatever. Um, but upon playing it, one thing that, that I immediately gravitated towards is that it worked really well with chords. Mm-hmm. So I could really hit it hard with chords and it didn't just blow out and just turn into just, you know, right. You know, maxed out fuzz tone or something like that, where it's just, where it just becomes inarticulate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And which is interesting to have on an overdrive pedal volume, drive, and fuzz. That's very, yes. so tell us about, tell us about th- that decision right there. Cause I think that is a very unique one. Yeah. The whole point of, you know, what I've been doing was to offer something that's unique. Now I did not come up with this circuit initially, right? This is, um, differential audio manifestations, right? The DAM black acid. Fuzz. Okay is what that is based off of originally. And that is the black acid tone distorter. So I, I maintained that because that made sense for, you know, what it, what it does, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a silicone, you know, fuzz pedal with, as you mentioned, the gain knob makes it very unique. It's loud. You can be, it can be a preamp overdrive. uh, When you dial back the fuzz or the gain, you've got, the ability to, to max it out as, and, and, you know, be a big fuzz wall. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a bunch of things. You can, you can sort of adjust the spectrum of the, you know, there's a bit of, you know, some EQ magic happening when you, when you cut or, or boost the gain, you know, the drive knob there. Um, and it's, yeah, it can be a number of different things and sounds great with chords. You can, you can do a lot with it, and it's super versatile. They, I think, they only made under a hundred of these back in maybe oh three oh four. Spanned, you know, a couple just like a year. Maybe they were making it, and uh, you know, they 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 didn't do a ton of them. And I don't think anybody else was making this. And I came across, you know, the ability to get to get the circuit made, and I I got it produced and then i started making it and i called it the goblin <laughs> there you well, go all right yeah now the one sense. thing the one thing i noticed is uh you really have to goose the fuzz to, but once you're up in that you know maybe three o'clock and beyond position it it, it really kicks in is that yeah. by design or is that well there's a couple of things with that so there is like an internal trim pot and so it, it you don't need to buy. I mean, the biasing is just kind of a set it and forget it because it's it's basically like a you know like a floodgate 
right? Mm-hmm. If you if you adjust the bias any other, it's it's not really going to do anything to help the the sound. You know, it's just going to kind of close off the gain, right? Mm-hmm. So so you don't really need to be doing too much with the biasing, but you've got the all the varying uh, you know HFEs for the for how how hot these these uh, transistors are. Mm-hmm. So these are like the the silicone cam BC one hundred nine C one hundred nine Cs. Oh, I was going to say that's probably you're using the Cs, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> these are the one hundred nine Cs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very ha- they're very high gain for silicone, and uh, but they do they do kind of uh, vary widely. So mm-hmm. some of them might be like. 450 up to like almost 700. So it depends on where, um, you know, you get them from and then also the batch and who knows, you know, who manufacture if they're, Oh, sure. You know, different manufacturer, but they're, um, yeah, it's kind of by design a little bit in that the, you, you really have to be pretty subtle in how you can adjust that fuzz, mm-hmm. um, from three o'clock all the way to, you know, diming it. There's, um, yeah, it's it's a bit interesting, and it can turn if you put max the gain and you max the the fuzz. It kind of gets to be like square wave. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's very cool. It gives a little bit of that uh, you know edge to it there. But yeah, it's it's very interesting with you know anybody that's it's basically a modified fuzz face. Yeah, and if anybody's played a fuzz face, you might want to you know do a little bit with the gain, but you can't. Um. And now you can. <laughs> so, nice. And yeah. no no tone control, right? No, no tone control. But obviously, as you know, it gets a little bit darker when you push that gain all the way up. It's it's really kind of letting a lot more of the the, the spectral, you know, the um, the signal through. And mm-hmm. then when you cut that way down, you can. I mean, you can get it down to like a real early '80s sounding kind of thrash. You know, thrashy metal if you want, you know. So it's it does more than what, like, a, you couldn't really chug on a, a big muff so much, you know, um, to, to an extent, depending, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, when you pull that gain back, you can, you can kind of get it where, um, you know, it retains that, that kind of hard picking um, without it being super wooly so it yeah it's it's a it's a unique uh it's a unique pedal well, that's cool yeah sure. yeah we had fun with it and uh you know it's it's interesting like i said that was the only thing i noticed was you know you, you really have to get that the fuzz part of it going uh and then once it's there it's it, it goes from like zero to 60 in two seconds yeah yeah, it's very subtle uh, adjustments at the at the top end with that fuzz. Yeah, definitely. Not, it's I do write that up in the in the description that that subtle movements, you know, of, of the knob up up at the top level is is kind of you can play with a bunch of stuff in that in that range there. But mm-hmm. I, I've found usable settings up and down, you know, all all across anything possible on there has been usable. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so at least for me. Yeah, boy, these uh, uh, differential audio manifestation tone, manifestations manifestation tones um, <laughs> is uh, the DAM pedals. Yeah, Whew, save your money, kitties. 
Yeah, they're pricey. Yeah, yeah, I think that this black acid, if you can find, if you can find one, like I said, I think they only made like seventy. Yeah, there's, it's four sixty on Reverb, but never fear. Yeah. Don't worry if you don't have enough for that. You can certainly get either the Emanating Fist or Dope Priest uh, for six hundred. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there's the the black dust. Uh, there's a um, whole bunch. Yeah, I mean they're 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 yeah. kind of neat, but. Uh, you know, hey, if you're a collector, are, then go for it. Yeah, these are handmade circuit boards. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they're, yeah, these are serious. Lots um, of uh, box candy to go with it, too. Very mm -hmm. interesting uh, stuff. I, I'm I'm not familiar with this, so I'm like, I'm like, whoa. I, see, I learned something every single episode. That's what I love about doing mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so that, it, uh, it, if you found yourself tickled by the idea of the the awesome tones that you might get out of this um then check out the goblin um for far less than the the um uh ones with, that we were just referencing uh now let's talk about so how did you start getting into this kind of thing like um this isn't you weren't born a pedal builder <laughs> <laughs> or was he or were you uh, i mean i guess you could argue that now that i am then i was born to be this i guess but no i yes i'm a software engineer by trade but yeah i um yeah i guess i got into this i i start i taught myself how to solder when i was 12 or 13 or something um playing guitar you know in bands and and changing changing the pickup sound and i had some pretty crummy pick pickups so i learned pretty quick on how to get rid of those um or repairing chords yeah repairing <laughs> that's before, right before tour gear designs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I mean a lot of this was just kind of you know shooting from the hip and uh so just getting into it from i i i didn't have to teach myself how to how to solder again as as an adult you know i i i did have to kind of teach myself how to do the the you know circuit boards um that was a little bit new but you know i spent the time just kind of building this stuff for myself um and eventually just you know i wanted to you know i got the the itch right and you just want to keep keep going and i you know make myself um make myself busy doing doing pedals is something that i love and i at the point now where i, I said to myself i i want to offer i i have the ability to offer in this case was the black acid right is is the goblin and nobody else is offering this and i said this is an awesome sounding circuit you know people need to hear it and not everybody can afford you know, four or five, six hundred dollars for, you know, vintage or or a unique, you know, limited edition, limited quantities pedal. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so it, it's silicone and you can, you know, it doesn't need to be only a battery and you can daisy chain it. It's fine. You know, you can hook it up to a regular power supply. And um, yeah, so I mean, that that became the goal was, hey, I think I can make a go at this and I can offer some unique circuits that nobody else is offering. Um, and so I kind of jumped in, you know, feet first or head first. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. And I did it. And um, 
yeah, lots to be learned, you know, from mistakes along the way. But well, well, tell us um, about one of those mistakes that you learned from. What was what was one thing that, like, when you're talking with your other pedal broskies around the campfire, mm-hmm. you say, "Well, this is what I learned." Yeah, <laughs> maybe that happens. Maybe not. Yeah, I th- well, I think that in between some, of some it, wars, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, some of it has to do with, uh, you know, maybe some of the components that you use and trying, you know, like I don't, you know, maybe I don't use a type of like input jack anymore or, you know, you try some of the different stuff and some of the other suppliers too. And then you have um, issues with like, uh, you know, print quality or whatever. But I, I would say that um, some of the mistakes I made were, you know, not measuring twice before cutting right so i did some of the stuff i had i got printed and it just was not looking so hot you know mm-hmm. and you you had to wait you know i had to wait the time that it takes to get it and uh you know it just is kind of what it is yeah. and some of the stuff I was doing were some of the old strip board layouts, you know, where I was making my own circuits and it's just, it's just so much work. I don't know how some of these guys were doing that for, uh, you know, large quantities like the original Timmy, right? You know, oh, yeah. Were, yeah. I mean, if you see the, whenever they come up on reverb, you know, there's usually some good inside shots and yeah, he was making the circuits and it's just, it's a lot of work, you know, you can easily make a mistake in how you're, you know, preparing it. And it, you know, it, if you're, if you're doing something a ton over and over, it's not going to be, uh, you know, too much work. You'll find like a rhythm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would want to do that too regularly mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> right. Um, what, what is something that, you know, you might pass on to a new, uh, somebody who's learning, or, or just kind of knocking them out like, you know, I'm just going to do a few for myself. Any words of wisdom for them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the words of wisdom would be, you know, if, if somebody wants to, to make a go of, of doing this, right? Don't worry about what, what uh, you know, how much work it's going to be with growing the, the business or what you're going to do. It Just start out. Just do it. You know, I think that that's what I did. And it eventually kind of fall into a rhythm, you know, you get your, get a stride going. And, um, I think, yeah, just make what you want. And if there's some other people that, that want to buy it, that's great. But don't, um, don't, don't be too cheap with yourself. I started out selling stuff way too cheap and people said, you got to charge more, you know? Yeah. But if you do that, if you keep it too cheap for too long, the used prices are going to reflect really poorly. And you That's can't, yeah. it's, you can't raise your price. Like nobody's, everything like, screw that. I remember that when that was X amount, I'm not going to buy it. From yeah. Me. I was, I got really uh, worried about when I had to, to change the prices for the first couple of times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, people are going to see that the price. Change. Nobody said anything to me. That's just, good. Just, just raise the price. That's good. <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody, nobody said anything. And, and again, I was going, they're still really affordable. They're, they're yeah. appropriately priced well that's the other thing is i wanted to keep it you know attainable right so there's sometimes people are are you know there might be an overdrive pedal that um i know for a fact i could build very quickly 
but there's other people that are charging two hundred dollars. Yeah, right? and they look great, and the quality is great. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the the prices with that. But for myself, you know, I want to be at the price point where people can, you know, maybe they want to try it, you know, and it's not like going to be, you know, a huge issue for somebody to to buy one. Yeah, right? I can dig it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, something that we were talking about last night uh, when, you know, we, we had a, a quick call and we just, you know, got to know each other a little yeah. bit. Um, you said something that was interesting and I'm not saying this to hold you to like, <laughs> to what you said, but you said, I wish I could just give my pedals away. Yeah. And that, yeah. Uh, tell me about what's the thinking behind that. Well, I think that it, it, part of it is, and you've got a very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good question to bring up because, you know, these are things that I make, of course they have value and nobody in their right mind would just give stuff away that they just make. Right. But I think that, it, you know, it, it's something that started as a passion project. I really want everybody to, to hear and experience, you know, these, these awesome pedals, these awesome circuits. But yeah, I think that, you know, I make them a bunch and I, you know, I'm constantly churning them out. And I think that I just want people to be able to try, uh, you know, try what I've, what I've put together. And, and I think that, you know, if I could give them away, it's, you know, it's great. I'd be, I would just keep making them more, you know, it, even mm -hmm. if I was giving them away for free, but the, you know, You're the obviously main... not going to. That's what I'm saying. I'm not holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that the segue that from what what we had talked about was that, you know, I would I would expect more people to kind of like reach out and and kind of chat me up a little bit on, uh -huh. you know, because I'm not just like some intern that's that's managing like a giant uh, company account, right? Yeah. It's me. You know, I'm the actual guy that's making the pedals. I'm making the, you know, I'm doing the social media posts and. Um, yeah, I've offered discounts and stuff for people. I'm like, Hey, we had a great conversation. Why don't you, if you will ever want to buy one of my pedals, you don't have to, you know, but if you do, here's like a, a special, like, you know, 25% off coupon code or whatever, right. you know, um, just because I want people to enjoy it really. I mean, I think that I get enough satisfaction that somebody actually just enjoys something that I've made. Right. Yeah. And I think that that kind of in itself is really enough. I mean, it's not in the end, I'm not going to be on my deathbed wishing that like that one pedal, I should have charged 149 when I was charging 109 or something, <laughs> you know, I'm just would more like, did people really enjoy what I made? You know, mm -hmm. I think that that means more. I got it. I understand. I feel you. Um, so you, you have a couple other pedals um, bef as we're getting into mm -hmm. those and just you, you can share a little bit about it. Um, is there are you coming at this from like I'm going to make kind of pedals that for music that I like to play or are you saying, hey, I want to make pedals that, you know, wh what's your approach on this? Yeah, I think the approach is to offer, you know, a variety. Right. But I mean, I use all of them. So in my own. And again, my own purposes are like putting together demos for social <laughs> social media. That's the only thing I'm really like recording. I don't have a secret like Spotify band that I'm in or anything, you know. But um, 
yeah, I think that, you know, if these, if these pedals can um, cover a, a wide range, you know, people that might want low gain, high gain, uh, you know, other things that are utilitarian, you know, a, 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 a sort of like um, a delay or if there's um, going to be something else, you know, I want to be able to cover those bases for a wide, a wide, uh, you know, array of users. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, things that I would use, things that I think that could be certainly um, well accepted on a variety of pedal boards and, and not necessarily defined by a certain genre uh, per se. But yeah, I mean, I have this pedal, the entity, which is germanium. And that's, it, you know, it's an overdrive and it's very. Tony speaks germanium. Yes. Ich weiß nicht, was soll es bedeuten, dass ich so traurig bin. Ein Märchen aus alten Seiten, das gibt whoa, mir nicht auf You're den Sinn. Die Luft ist cool und es dunkel. <laughs> okay. Und ruhig Stop. fließt er rein. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's an actually a very nice poem. I'm sure it is. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Back to you. No, <laughs> no. That was a. It's very Germanium. Yeah. Yes, I'm speak Germanian. Yes. So, so uh, tell us about this pedal a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's mostly transparent. Okay. So, I like the way that that sounds. It's it's uh, you know it's an overdrive that goes very low gain all the way up to you know pretty medium you know medium gain. It can, it can get up there, and uh, it's it's very versatile across a ton of different. Uh, you know, genres, I'm sure. Uh -huh. And it, I, I use it in all kinds of different, uh, settings and they've, they've all been very, um, they've all sounded great. I think that it's, it's kind of one of those where I think that just people need to use it. And I think that if they tried it, they would, they would love it. And it's, yeah, it's not tied to any, but it, it does have a little bit of a, a vibe to it when you see it. You know, okay. The, the, the design, it does have a little, you know, it's a little maybe comic booky, yes, little dark little illustration, little dark kind of horror yeah. imagery maybe. But So um, it sounds like a pedal that would be really great to push another pedal or if you're playing yeah. like clean-er stuff that you need some color or some some teeth, oh yeah some teeth to it that sounds like it'd be great for that yeah if you push the if the gain is all the way down you just you know you turn it all the way down it's gonna be on a on a hot bridge pickup you'll get something that's a you know a time you know a little bit of hair yeah right so it's not gonna it's not like at low at the lowest setting it's gonna be uh you know heavy distortion or anything like some of these things but they uh, but you know for an overdrive you know, it's not going to go super clean like a centaur because it doesn't have that boost at the low, at the low end. But uh -huh. it's it's very, it's very uh, flexible for yeah. for what for what it does. But when you crank it up all the way, you don't even need a distortion pedal anymore. You know, there it's, you go. It, the top end of it can do the distortion thing. Nice. You know, and it sounds it's all very transparent. You can get. Um, you know, a little bit of a mid hump, you know, but nothing honky like a like a TS nine or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's something that that people may not you know realize that that it's that it is what it is. I like to advertise that it's got you know the germanium new old stock uh, you know glass diodes that are basically exactly the same thing that's in the Centaur, but it's not a Centaur. Mm -hmm. 
it's just happens to be two stages of clipping and the second stage I, I use the, the germanium. It's, it sounds great. That's and it, people need to hear it, man. Yeah. Well, and, and it's priced very nicely. I think you can, uh, yeah. you can go on to the website right now and pick one of those up for 109 bucks while yeah. they last. So, yeah. And there's still some of these codes floating around that I've had, um, on my Instagram. On if someone were to scroll down on the feed, they'll still, I think some of those still work. <laughs> so, yeah. so you can still use a code if you got one. But yeah, there's free free I, shipping. I, I think there's the a there's a YouTube pedal or YouTube uh, thing that's going around that says uh, the best overdrive you're not using. So you that's make, what he said. <laughs> yeah, that you should uh, make that decision for yourself out there. All right, now uh, aside from a couple drives, you have the Psychosis, uh, which is a tremolo, right? Yeah, so that's interesting in that it's it's a it is an overdrive still, but with the tremolo built in. Uh-huh. So it's tweed. It's like a it's like a tweed Fender tweed uh, voiced kind okay. of overdrive. Okay. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I use these rare transistors uh, for for the you know the gain. Um, there's no there's no clipping diodes. Um, but yeah, the hand, the, there's a, there's a tremolo optical hand. I hand roll the, the Vactrol, um, in there, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it's very interesting. You've got, you know, the, the, the speed there that, that is indicated on the, the LED that's blinking. Uh-huh. So you can always see that, but there is only the one, uh, the one switch. I know that, um, some people, uh might want the second switch but i think that what this does is it gives you the ability to kind of you know set it and forget it yeah and and you can just switch the pedal on and off and um it is a very unique sounding uh transistor overdrive that gives a very closely you know resembling you know a fender tw- a, a, a overdriven fender tweet cool yeah, it's pretty cool. And the design I, I thought was I'm pretty, you know, proud of. We I worked with the illustrator with that and I think it looks pretty cool and um yeah, it's it's a very unique uh unique pedal. Nice. Good, good, good. Now you are uh, constantly you said you're tinkering constantly and you, earlier you mentioned you're working on something new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, yeah, coming soon is, well, very soon actually is, um, what's called the humanoid power armor. And that is a parametric EQ with a mid sweep. So you've got a clean boost, right? So you got your level and then you've got your low mid and your high control for boosting or cutting, but the mid has a separate sweep for going through the mid frequencies and you could cut or boost, you know, those mid frequencies. So you really, so it does retain the mids throughout no matter what, uh-huh. similar to how I was describing the, the nobles. Right. Right. Uh, except in this case you can sweep through. So it's a little bit between like the tone job and the haunting mids. Okay. Um, but you can, yeah, it retains the, the, the mids throughout. So if you want to cut it, uh, you do have to sweep through the, the frequency for what you want to cut, but so you will retain the rest of the mids. So it's it's interesting because it's a it's a parametric EQ, but with, um, yeah, with a little bit of a twist. 
Yeah, excellent. When when should we expect to see that out? That's good. It should be showing up pretty. I actually am waiting for the printer. I use um, Amplify Fun out of Portland. I do, I do have to give him a little bit of a shout out because Spencer over there is so great. He's he's <laughs> helped out so much. I've gotten face plates made from him. The UV printing on the 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 pedal enclosures. He'll do the drilling. Um, yeah, he's great. I've got those coming from him. The very first kind of test batch, um, which looked great on the, you know, the, um, what did he give me? The, you know, the proof. Um, and yeah, so I, that should be showing up, um, next week. Wow. Is, fantastic. Is when I'll, yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure that I got something nice for, for the pictures, you know, and, and it's not, it's going to be like a soft, you know, I, I'm not huge into doing these major, you know, release announcements or anything like that. Well, you're um, kind of doing one right now. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not really <laughs> planned it, you know, too much for. Yes. It's, I, a, it's I, a soft it, major release launch yeah. <laughs> announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So it soon, though, it, it'll be the kind of thing where suddenly it's just available. Okay. <laughs> so pretty soon, though, probably some sometime next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it's going to be a busy fall because that's not the only puddle. Ah, you got something else cooking. There's some other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do yeah. you want to just uh, wet the whistle here? Or well, you don't have to go into deep, deep detail. Huh? There's going to be a delay. Okay. A delay puddle coming. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. All it's right. Part, well, part of the fall lineup. We'll yeah. have to uh, keep watching the Instagrams and stuff for yeah. more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm then, not going to tell any name or any other details about it, but there is going to be a delay, Pedro. Okay. Yeah. Well, now uh, on your on your uh, website, uh, do you have a like a newsletter people can sign up to 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 get information or? You can, yeah, you can sign up with the email for for updates, and I I do send out. Um, if there is like a new pedal, there will be something, you know, that gets sent out if, if something's new or back in stock, or maybe there's a new version. Um, like I said, these, the entity right now has got face plates, uh-huh. uh, on, on like a white enclosure uh-huh. and these were UV printed on the face plates to, to, to keep all the detail there. Right. And that's kind of, it's interesting because I wanted to try that out to see what that would be like. Um, but prior to that, I had you know, where these were in a smaller enclosure that were, you know, directly printed. Um, so I'm kind of doing different variations of, of stuff. And when I do that, you know, I, I'll send stuff out or discounts, you know, the discount codes. Uh-huh, or, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can just sign right up on the site. There's a, there's a little email field. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, you know, I, I know that a lot of people when they're, when they're building, they have, um, you know, just like any time if somebody's saying, oh, what kind of music do you play? What, how do you, what's your guitar style? People, people typically will say, actually, you know, I was, I was really inspired by blah, 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 or I really like what so-and-so mm. is doing. Um, if I gave you the floor and said, you know, do, is there anybody that you'd like to recognize either in helping you grow to where you're at or to uh, just from an inspiration standpoint? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I think that just some of my best memories that I could tell you, and this could be arguable about the t- the tone, whether or not it's good. But I'm a big uh, Dream Theater fan, and I liked, and I've been listening to to them since basically the beginning. 
and way back. And um, yeah, I think that some of that guitar tone I tried to capture with being, um, you know, a kid without money. <laughs> right for for that all that kinds of gear sure um but yeah i think that it was it was always interesting you know the type of uh the type of tones that john petrucci was getting okay. and you know i certainly does nothing that i make resembles you know a dual rectifier or <laughs> you know right uh, a music man guitar going into a you know <laughs> all that all that stuff but yeah, I think that the, some of my inspiration for for maybe the tightness, um, I think that I could compare a little bit of that to, um, you know, having retaining some of that, um, you know, the transparency, the the, the jangly nature of like, uh, you know, a, a, a Telecaster, right, uh -huh. overdriven into a into a Fender amp is some of my favorite tones and, mm. and you could play anything on that. It doesn't have to be, you could, I mean, you could play dream theater, you could play the Rolling Stones. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, anything that can retain the guitar's character, you know, naturally is, is, uh, is going to be a big win. And I don't know what that has to do with dream theater, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh pedal builders? Anybody in particular that, that you, either drew inspiration from or just want to recognize yeah i think that somebody to to recognize here is and and this he's been a big help you know for me is uh and this is a smaller guy you know um but i i follow closely uh my buddy rd effects right ryan donardo he's uh he's a small builder but he's got some awesome stuff i've i've gotten in early on some of the the the, the things that he's offered on reverb um, which I'm not sure if he's offering some of these anymore, but yeah, he's, he's helped me out. Um, very cool. Um, very cool guy. Very, very great work that he's doing with his pedals. He's got fuzz. He's got a delay. He's got, you know, overdrive. Um, oh, very yeah. cool stuff. Very affordable too. Productive. Uh, this is some interesting. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah. Well, he's, mean... Yeah, there's he's got the pillars drive. I've got one of the the early ones. You know, it's hand. They're all hand wired. I think that mine was made on you know perf board or stri or strip board. And I've got also the the Pelusa drive mini is. Uh, um, I've got the mini. It's got three settings with just like a with the with the volume and it. That's that's again. That's all um, you know hand wired in there and it's no circuit board. Um, very cool stuff. All right. Well, and you know what? The one last thing before we uh, mm -hmm. get on to our Would You Rather here. Um, you are making these out of North Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. But from Ohio, like you guys. Yes. Originally. You mentioned that. Um, yeah, Cleveland. I, I just wanted to shout that out because I, I know that there are a lot of builders in that region. You know, the, the Carolinas, Virginia is kind of area that um we s keep seeing come up and uh many of which we've, we've had on the show so there are yeah there's actually just south of of here is alexander pedals yeah yeah um, he's right by i've talked with him he's right by i went to harry's guitar shop he's got um some of this the stuff in stock there right now um yeah he's he's great um they got disaster area manufacturing down there yeah um yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of other guys over a couple, uh, you know, closer to Asheville. And, yeah, there's a lot of builders coming out of North Carolina right now. Yeah, indeed. 
Well, I just want to give you North Carolina a shout out there because um, for sure, you know, yeah. it's it's great to see people popping up all over the place. And I don't mean popping up like they already just started making stuff. We don't know all of the builders. We're constantly no. <laughs> uh, yeah. discovering new ones, not discovering sure. in the sense that look what we did. We discovered this. <laughs> it's just we're finding them. They're already there. It's just we yeah. haven't seen them. So, uh, yeah, definitely. But I I love it down here. We've been coming down here forever. You know, my my wife and her family, and so we've got. I like to make sure that I do say, you know, that my pedals are made in North Carolina. I'm yeah. very proud of that on each pedal. That's really cool. Well, thank you for the background and everything on the stuff that you're making. Um, we are going to yeah, check into uh, Tanya here. And, That's right, uh, Todd, because we're going to jump in our favorite El Camino. That's right. We haven't had the El Camino on for a couple of weeks. We're going to take my old, uh, I, I had a 66, 66 El Camino. Very yeah. nice. Nice. Very nice. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I usually do that sound. Yeah. But you did a very nice job. I appreciate so that. I'm I giving you a gold star on your chart today. You know what's really neat? It had a whistle. Uh, it had a, a vacuum whistle on you it. You told me about the it vacuum the whistle. We, t- we discussed this. Did we discuss this? this? We discussed the we, vacuum we discussed whistle. That's a lot of things. Woo, woo. Yeah. Sound like a choo-choo train. Yeah. That's what I did. Big, big choo-choo train. Anyhow, we're jumping in the El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to just drive around for a while because it's fun. And uh, we got a you know a cooler in the back, and uh, Bill, you want to join us? Sure. All yeah, right. Of course. You, you okay sitting in the back there with the cooler? <laughs> yes. Okay. I just want to make sure you know because you know if I I can sit back there, and if you need the you know the bench seat that's in the the El Camino, you can you can you can I've, take that. Todd's I've driving. Been in- I've been in there. I think I'll take the back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're still in the market for a for an old Subaru Brat. If yeah. you see one. Oh, yeah. with the two jump seats. We should get one and just paint it orange and black. Why not? Right? Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, Todd, as we're driving around, guess what we pass? Uh, probably a McDonald's if you're driving. What? No, <laughs> you, you're driving. <laughs> Off to the side of the road... Uh-huh. I forgot where I put it, but <laughs> it's the time machine. Oh. The time machine is right there on the side of the road. So, Bill, can you give us a hand loading that back into the uh, back sure. of the uh, El Camino there? What? Mm-hmm. The Subaru Brat could oh, be the Subaru, time machine. The Subaru. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's what we're doing wrong. Okay, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So this is kind of fun. Earlier in the show, we talked. I talked about how, you know, Kim Thales... USA reissue model is like seven grand. And uh, then I started looking at some of the other um, signature models out there. Uh, Noel Gallagher's uh, 1960 ES335 or 355, excuse me. Yes. Uh, I should say the, so. the Murphy aged one. That one is about a cool 10 grand. And then um, Dave Grohl's uh, DG335. <sighs> That's like the Trini Lopez, his model. They came out originally. They were like around six or seven thousand dollars. You can't touch one now for under fifteen thousand dollars. But word is that uh, our friends at at Gibson have uh, they're thinking about reissuing the DG three thirty five so that more people can enjoy that wonderful guitar. I don't know what they'll do different to differentiate the two of them. but it will probably make some of them more affordable. There's also 
rumbling about maybe doing a, an Epiphone version of that. But mm. enough about that. We're in the time machine, and we, as you remember from a couple of weeks ago, very subtle changes can really have a dramatic shift in the time-space continuum. <laughs> so let's just take these two artists, for example. Now, Noel Gallagher, of course, and Dave Grohl. Now, their original guitars that they played, uh, in, in Noel uh, Gallagher's case, it was a cherry red 1960 ES-355. And in Dave Grohl's case, his first Trini Lopez that he bought was also a cherry red. Now, a, a Trini and a ES-355 are similar in shape. It's the same body shape. But Dave's, uh, or the Trini Lopez model, has a six-in-line headstock. And, um, and you know, for all intent and purpose, it's it's a very similar guitar. Now, Todd lifts his nose up at a six-in-line headstock. He can't help himself. Um, <laughs> what we're going to do is, in our time machine... Yes. Let's just say we have unlimited funds because we went back back in the 70s and started investing in Apple. And we're just loaded, loaded yeah. to the gills. We can buy anything we want. So, I love it. So we're taking like back. A, like a Subaru Brat from Seattle for $5,200. Exactly. <laughs> Let's buy two of them and drive it back. Yeah. And with the jump seat. Oh, I love the jump seats. Yeah. Very cool. So we're going to have an opportunity to possibly change the course of history, mm. or at least the tonality of two very different bands. I would call mm. them very different bands, that being Oasis and that being the Foo Fighters. Now, Dave Grohl has described his 1967 Trini Lopez as the sound of the Foo Fighters. Noel Gallagher's 1960 ES-355 he thought it was too nice to play. Now, so that gives you an idea. These guys have a, an affection mm -hmm. for those. The thing about the time machine is we can beat both Dave and Noel to the punch uh -huh. and go to the guitar shops that they bought those instruments uh -huh. and transplant. So we're going to mess up the space-time continuum. Yes, we are, because we're going to go. <laughs> oh, I know what you're going to do. What am I going to do? Are you going to switch them? You're going to have an opportunity. So, um, we're going to go back to 1992 in Bethesda, Maryland. And this is when Dave was still touring with Nirvana, and he bought his Trini Lopez. Or did he? Uh-oh. Because mm. we are going to substitute a 1960 ES-355 and give the proprietor... Specific instructions that if this crazy-looking drummer from a band called Nirvana comes in, you are to give him the deal of a lifetime on this 355. Whoa, how could he resist? Yeah. It's a red guitar. Right. Who, you know, what's the difference? Or we're going to set the time machine back to 1997 in, I'm just going to say that Noel bought it in Manchester because I wasn't sure where he bought it. But he, uh, that's, that, in 1997 is when he purchased his 1960 ES-355. Uh -huh. We're going to go to that proprietor and provide him with a Trini Lopez model, 1967. 
Uh-huh. And again, with the specific instructions, if that bloke from Oasis comes in looking for a guitar, we're going to sell him this. You're going to practically give it to him. So he has to play a Trini Lopez from now on. And the, the reason we do this, and this is one of my favorite things, because it irritates Todd because he he <laughs> dislikes Trini Lopez models so much. But if his all-time favorite guitar, one of his all-time favorite guitarists. It's, well, it's a specific one that I don't like. This one. This one, yeah, yeah. because it's got triangular sound holes. and But if, I'm just wondering. Diamond sound holes. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, you're right. Diamond, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and a six in line. is like, yeah. yeah. But let's just wonder. I'm just wondering if, because Noel Gallagher played one, if Todd would Todd's opinion would change. But anyhow, so this is the would you rather. Would you rather go back to 1997 and provide Noel Gallagher with a Trini Lopez model? Or would you rather go back to 1992 and provide Dave Grohl with an ES-355? Does that negate Noel from getting one? You get to choose. Because that's not a choice at that point. It's a choice. He's going to get the guitar. He's not going to get the, the 355, which became synonymous. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm asking. If if it, it, by him choosing, would you rather change the course? Who am I messing up? That's what you wanted. Who are you messing okay, up? Are you going to change the course of the I band gotcha. Oasis? I got gotcha. you. Or change the course of gotcha. the band The Foo Fighters? Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. So. Tanya, you you go ahead and lead off, then we're going to check in with Bill. Okay. I'm going to switch out. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do. Just to irritate Todd. Yes. And to make sure that Noel Gallagher plays from that point forward a a Trini Lopez. I'm going to switch those out. I'm going to Manchester. Thank you very much. All right. Well... That's your choice. Bill, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. I think considering the future of how Dave Grohl's career has progressed beyond Nirvana, I think we should give him the switcheroo. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So he's going to play a ES-355 with a Veritone and right. suffer through... All of that stuff. And three by three headstocks. Yeah. Pissed not a, off. Yeah. Not <laughs> a yeah. All right. So we got one vote for you're going to beautiful Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just certainly not. I, I'm absolutely not going to give Noel the the uh, Trini Lopez. No, not Aww. a million years. Oh, I think it would be funny. <laughs> no, it would be not. Good, uh, but anyways, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bill on that and and uh, interfere with Dave. Okay, which I think he'd be just fine. Why do you hate Dave Grohl? He's he's a uh, he's an every man's man. So like, he's, heck, you he could was even, born. You could even give him a Strat and help be able to play. Maybe I think he would have been fine with what guitar he ends up yeah. with. Well, you know, for he toured for even before Gibson made his special model, he toured with a. a a series of uh, Firebird Studios, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. basically flat, set neck, flat topped. Yeah, uh, Firebirds. Yeah. yeah. So he could probably handle a solid body just fine. Yeah, but, he, but he's not he getting. The, the, he's getting a super sweet 
guitar instead of the Trini Lopez. It's, but it's not the sound of the Foo Fighters. He would hate the headstock, too, I guess. He might hate the headstock because both the Firebird and the Trini have six in line. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, well, that was an interesting one with one heck of a long setup. So (laughs) thanks, Tony, for that. Uh, (laughs) We need to say thank you to a handful of people who mean a a great deal to us. A great deal to us, even more so than Noel or Dave. Yes. Uh, So these are... The folks that are our executive producers. Now, executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron, a hero of the oh podcast. My. Yes, we need another hero. Let me tell you. Um, in you know, you get some really great thank you gifts courtesy of Todd. I mean, this is really nice stuff. This isn't just like, oh, look at me. I got a pick and a sticker. No, you get a really nice package. But in addition to all that great stuff, Uh there's one thing more as an executive producer. Jared, what is that? You get to have your name written on the thing. (laughs) Where did Jared come from? He's all over the place. Where is he? He's like Elvis. He's everywhere. Um, So special thanks Oh, I'm going to read these names. Do it. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Micah D., Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemolero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, one and all. But you know, Todd. I do. What's he like? He's a nice guy. Really? Yes. I find that hard to believe. There's another group of executive producers. These are our grand poobas. They are the creme de la creme, the top of the heap. The cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Thank you. Yes. I'd like you to feel like you're important and have something to say in this. I appreciate that. I'm always caring about Todd. (laughs) So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igreda. David Kiminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hicks Matos, Mauricio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak. Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, and Enrico Fernando. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We truly can't do the show without you. Thank you to those who support us. Um, and uh, we encourage you if you are if you've been on the fence about it, been thinking about it, um, 
We would love for you to join that. Uh, much thanks. Yes. So, uh, oh, we got a couple other giveaways we're going to be doing real soon, by the really? way. Yes. Do yes, tell. Yes, some more giveaways. Um, so, we need to find out, Tony, hang on one second. We need to check with Bill to find out where people can go buy these awesome pedals that he's making. Yeah, good question. Humanoidpedals.com. Uh, but there are sales on reverb.com as well. Okay. Those are those are some of the interesting ones. They can they can pop up. Who knows what they'll be. Fantastic. Um and uh check out your Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, humanoid pedals. Instagram, humanoid uh, pedals. And uh, Tony, how about yourself? Yeah, head over to pickguardian.com, check out a, all the stuff that I have on there. And most of it is custom work. So just shoot me an email, let me know what you're trying to do, what you need, what material you're looking for. I, I think I can help you out. You got a lot of stuff over there, man. I tell you what. I'm tripping uh, over it. Yes. You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love some new would you rathers. Uh, I bet you can do better than Tony just did. No. I bet you can. <laughs> Try it. Just send us something. It'll, it'll make your day, it'll make you feel better. You can even use the time machine if you, you like. You can use the time machine. You can use the genie. You can use, you can make up the your own thing. The ghost of Frank Zappa. The ghost of Frank mm. Zappa. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, we need to say a colossal thank you to Bill Tolich from Humanoid Pedals for Thanks. stopping by. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Good, good. We didn't ruin your life tonight. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, no, this was well, well worth the time spent. <laughs> hey, All what's right. the thing about that yeah. fader? What? It, is it, if you turn the fader down, oh, does it? Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Uh, guitar week. Yes. Not to, and, a, and a week, even if it's not a guitar week. Have yeah. a fantastic week. And mm. subscribe. Oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> He's okay. got the vapors going. Got the vapors. And you, you do go by Bill, right? I, yeah, I just go by Bill. Okay. Thanks, William. Um, (laughs) William yes it was really nothing yes (laughs) Uh, yeah it's not as bad as like Arby's oh I don't know who eats Arby's I really it's a weird it's so weird it's like there's always people there it's like processed roast beef why couldn't they just make Roast Is beef. it really processed roast beef? Yeah, have you ever seen it? It comes in a frickin' tube. Mazinga, not a finger, baby, baby. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's not my chair, not my problem. And it's like spiral. Cut. Is it good? I mean, I've, I've never had eaten it. there. Mm, and we're all drinking sparkling water. And Tony has a McCafe Coke. Yes, a McAfee. <laughs> mm. It also acts as an antivirus. Yes. What came with that McAfee Coke? Um, be honest. Be honest. Who's asking? <laughs> I had two McDoubles. Nice. Greasy as. <laughs> well, Arby's started in Youngstown, Ohio, my hometown. I, we had really? one, we had one with a big yep. giant uh, cowboy hat in, in my hometown. Yeah, of course. Never went there. Well, no, you're freaking. Ah, Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> to me or not to me. Mr. Balloon Hands. 
Uh, did Carl's Jr. No, just write who started. Start. Don't ask the leading questions. Salad bar. You're leading the witness. Mm. That's good. That's, That's a good fascinating, point. Todd. Yes, well, it goes in line with my middle name, Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Your story has become tiresome, Tony. Mm. All right. Wendy's did not start the salad bar. Carl's Jr. in California actually started the salad bar. No. Yes, it did. Really? It was Ponderosa. No. Ponderosa Look it or up. Bonanza. Look it up. Either of those steakhouses. There just wasn't that one That doesn't count. That? It's not a, you can't count a steakhouse. Why would... Do you think you're actually steakhouses? Yeah, man. Ponderosa and Bonanza? I don't know. I've never been to them. Oh, they're like... I've been to a Ponderosa. All right. They're, 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 they they're, the they're budget. Look up the Google thing. Google. <laughs> now, I laughed at that. That was a good one. Uh, I will take that. Yes. Um, are you much for the Witten the the Witten Wood, uh, Bill? I need a fisk, fiddlesk, fiddlesk bard. Anyways, I wonder if anyone has ever changed their middle name to middle name. Just a message. Oh, I'm people. sure. That'd I be, have. I have. No, amazing. I have no middle name. You don't? No. Is that a Polish thing? <laughs> Aha. Hmm. Carl's Jr. was actually a trailblazing chain. It was the first fast food chain to offer salad bars in all locations. Fast food. Boom. Fast wow. food. That's what I was talking about. We're talking about fast food. I'm For going fast to, food. I'm yeah. going in to 77, it became the first fast food chain to offer salad bars in all of its 200 locations. I was there. And it says, enter your subscription number. And I did. And they said, hello, Todd. And I'm like, what the hell? I was right the first time. You were right the first time. Yeah, my brain is wacko right yeah. now. It's the sloppy Joe I had. Sloppy Joe. I slop, had, slop, I had one and a half Joe. sloppy Joes and it crowed. Hmm. 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 Tony. Hmm. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> I received two issues of Bassmaster, but I did not sign up for a subscription. I don't want a subscription. I don't fish. This is a mistake or prank, I suspect. Please remove me from this subscription list. I do hope fishing people catch all the fish they want and enjoy the time off from work to relax and talk about tackle and have a cold one. Personally, I will continue to eat fish once in a while if the pairings make sense and if the restaurant is reliable for their quality of product. I won't likely ever fish because of a horse riding accident that aggravated a baseball injury. That was my favorite. Thank you, and I hope you catch the big one someday, if you have not already. If you have, then you must be fishing for existential purposes. That is probably healthy for your soul. Mm. And, and that's why I don't want a Bass Master subscription. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, just Here imagine what the rest of the show is going to be know, like. right? Here we go. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.